guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of SoCal Watch Reviews, episode 39. I am Miguel P. How's it going? Yo, what's going on, man? Chilling, man. It's your boy P. Ralph's back in the building for another one. That's absolutely right. Do you want to you wanna introduce our guest today? Yes, we have the awesomely spectacular <laughs> Mater Swartz be with you. Yeah, yeah. David Swartz in the building. What's up? Hey, what's up? Schwartz Force in the house, you know? In the house. <laughs> Represent. Yeah, hey, uh, Mater. It's, it's an honor, guys. Thanks for having me on your show. Um, I like, I can't believe we're here. I really can't. So thank you so much. I'm humbled. Hey, right thank up, you. And, and Dave, did you know? It's a great day to wear a watch. And it sure of, is, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, it, what what's on your wrist today, sir? Okay, so this I decided specially for you guys because I know y'all you. y'all dive into vintage quite a bit. Y'all have a lot of, in your your collection. So I got my right. vintage Timex Dynabeat. Oh, uh, love! Oh, that looks beautiful, man. Yeah, the yeah, uh, that's the, hot. You know, when I saw this, um, it's it the dial that kind of maze mesh pattern, almost like um. It's like a champagne carbon fiber. It just, it's so captivating and just, it, I love it. So not that's expensive, a, but it's great. That's, a, that's, yeah, that's nice. Awesome. I like that. I like that's that. Automatic, right? Yeah. So technically it's like a hybrid. So it's battery, but it does, uh, I want to say it's like um, three ticks per second, if I'm not mistaken. I, I got to verify that. But um, yeah, it's considered electric, but nice. uh, it's kind of that, that in-between period. Yeah, well, the, I, yeah. I wonder how, I, I don't know much about Timex, but obviously Biloba had the Accutron with the sweeping second. So I wonder how much of the technology they kind of borrowed from them. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it was really hard to find information when I was doing my video, my review on this watch. It was really tough to kind of research on mm-hmm. this specific model. Like there's just not a lot out there. Yeah, and that's you'll find that with a lot of vintage pieces, except for Rolex and all the all the mm-hmm. big names. But typically, anything that's kind of like an underdog, if you will, it's kind of difficult. Even for my Auras, when I was doing research, I yeah honestly couldn't find anything. And it's Auras, you'd be like, oh, yeah, there's a ton of fair information. There's not a lot. Nope. Of <laughs> so well, what do you guys got? P. P. Um, I am rocking my vintage 1961 Belova Royal Clipper. Nice. nice. I like Love the it. crown on that. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. The heck? Yes, sir. That's pretty cool. Yep. Well, today I I haven't worn this guy like seriously in a long time, but I, I wore <laughs> it yesterday and I had it on my desk. My uh, Speedmaster, so Reverse Panda, you know, nineteen nineties JDM model. So it's Beautiful. cool. I I should wear it more, but I don't. To be honest, you with can you. never go wrong. Yeah, nice man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well. Uh, before we move on, I want to address something because I am going to forget. Uh, so last week we had uh, Eve on the show. Uh, we, we had a great time with her. Uh, we got a lot of listeners on that episode. So thank you so much to everybody. But we, we, we said a little term about the Philippines in the episode that um, I, I want to address. So I, I referred to the Philippines as a third world country. And I was corrected that it should not be called that. It's a developing country. So to any listeners out there that I offended or that we offended, we definitely apologize. Obviously, we are not here to offend anybody. We're here to talk watches. So developing country versus third world. So right there you go. There yeah, you go. I learned, and, I learned something new too. So, you know, I'd have been right there with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> right. And also, I would like to bring up the death of Chadwick Boisman, mm-hmm. uh, the actor that played Black Panther, 
Um, he also played uh, James Brown in Get On Up. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, he yeah, died tragic. surprisingly of colon cancer. Um, he had been battling it for like six years, you know, um, and it just so happened that I had a colonoscopy this week. You know what I mean? And it's a, it's it's really a sad, sad thing because colon cancer is almost one of the most easiest things to detect if you do preventive maintenance. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So to all my fellas, everybody, all my ladies out there, make sure you get them colon colon checkups, you know, because if you don't, you know, it can be a sad, sad situation for you. Show. Now, yeah, Pete, definitely. is that a uh, common in the black community? Because I know your brother died from that. So, yeah, I don't think it's common in the black community. It's just know? common in general. Yeah, just right. Just, yeah, as you yeah. get older. Yeah, yeah. As you get a, when you turn forty, you should really get one. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Well, I know in the in the Hispanic community, one of the biggest like things out there is diabetes, just because of the, the diet and all that. So I don't I don't know what's right. what is it what is it is for african-americans diabetes Probably, oh yeah. diabetes Diabe- as well yeah diabetes it's most well, yeah yeah that's yeah. almost everybody Shit. i'm I'm like we're here in the south for sure like hypertension <laughs> diabetes oh, yeah. like right. I mean, yeah. yeah um that's yeah I'm, I'm half hispanic and half white so i got i gotta worry about you know a little bit from both sides <laughs> wow Where, where's your what part of mexico is your family from Oh man, I don't know the history of there on the Hispanic <laughs> side. I mean, they, like my grandparents, you know, grew up here in in Texas. Um, but nice. yeah, so my white side is German, more you know, kind Got of descent. It. But yeah, cool. I mean, hence the name, right? Yeah, Schwarz. yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> absolutely. Well, speaking of history, why didn't you give yeah. us a, a, a your history of watches? Like, how how did you get started into watches? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because. Um, I had always just worn watches growing up, you know, as a young teenager and, and into my twenties. Um, and it started with just specifically the looks. And like, I would say most probably guys that grow up in, in a city or, or have access to like, you know, your typical malls and things like that. Um, shopping centers, it, it's just what's available at, you know, Macy's or Dillard's or, you know, you go to JC Penney or whatever. And, and the, what they have in the watch case, that's what your watch kind of, spectrum is right um and what you can afford and so mine was basically just looks and so growing up it was mostly fossil mostly um you know some belovas that i had but like you know on the nicer end but you, you saw the citizens the seikos the um um and then of course the kenneth cole like your fashion watches and so that's what i had, I had kind of owned i never knew any any better <laughs> and so right. it wasn't until i started getting a little bit older uh working in in you know a specific career field that I was like, you know, I'm going to start investing into some nicer timepieces, but they were still Bulova's, you know, like just limited in that, in that sense. Um, and it wasn't until about a year and a half ago that I, I, um, well, let me take a step back. So I had owned Invictus as well. And to me, like Invictus, like at that time in the two thousands, like big gaudy watches were in. <laughs> and so I had one and I just loved it. Right. And, um, it got stolen, which is funny because like that's the watch. Like I, there was a break in in my home. Um, you know, it was burglarized, and they took all my watches, all my stuff. And I was like bummed about that watch. <laughs> like now, I'm like eh, whatever, you know. But um, 
it, I, I ended up, uh, when I got married, I bought gifts for all my groomsmen. And because I had 10 groomsmen, Holy I smokes. was limited in like how much budget I could allot. And so mm. I was looking for value watches and I, I turned to Invicta to buy, and I didn't know it at the time, but I bought my buddy a, a pro diver. It was a mm. quartz one. But when I look back, I bought it strictly based on looks. And it wasn't until I realized years later that his watch was still going strong. And I'm like, man, like every time I'd hang out with him, I, he'd be wearing it. And it just caught my eye. And I'm like, I got to buy myself one. And on Amazon, you know how it has the recommended. Right. And I saw the Pro Diver automatics. And I'm like, wow, that one looks even nicer. It's a little bit larger. Let me, let me YouTube that. And then it took me down the path to, oh, it's an homage of a Rolex Submariner. Huh. And then... There you go, Teddy Baldassar, all the the common, you know, big channels start popping up and I go down the rabbit hole of automatics, which then opens up the realm to these luxury brands, these luxury watches. And I'm like, wow, these things are amazing, uh, you know, watches. And that started me with my purchases and kind of like going down this this path. So that's what really started about a year and a half ago. And then, and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're broke. <laughs> now, yeah. Now I'm like, oh, it's it's a, I got the sickness pretty bad. <laughs> it, it sounds like that's like everyone's journey. You know what I mean? Uh, aesthetics, uh, fashion watches, and then you get into more upbeat watches. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. You know? I know yeah. there's a, a few people that get into watches, but this is more maybe Europe. I mean, there's some in the U.S., but because, oh, my dad always wore a watch and he was a watch fanatic and he, he showed me the ways. And I, I could totally see that with my son, which kind of sucks because it's like <laughs> it's it's beautiful. But at the same time, you guys know it's it's one of those things that it becomes a sick addiction. Right. So yeah. there's there's a level where you like watches and it's like, yeah, I like a watch. I wear a watch. And that's most people. But us, it's just whoever's listening to this like seriously you're listening to a podcast about watches like you can't even see what we're talking about and this is how bad your addiction has gotten that we're talking about it so yeah maybe we I, should... it's it's so bad i was counting the days down to this so i could be like i can't wait to talk watches with are other you serious people. yeah <laughs> dude, i'm like that's awesome I, wow. i'm like let's let's do it you know <laughs> That's awesome. You know what? Uh, it, I'm just going to be frank. I mean, I obviously looking forward to speaking to you, but since we have done this 39 times and, and every time it's way over an hour and then we have our channels and stuff, like we're right. always talking about watches, always thinking about watches. So it's just like, mm -hmm. we're so into it, you know? So it's not that we weren't mm -hmm. looking forward to talking to you, but to us, it's just a <laughs> weekly occurrence, but yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I see it. <laughs> it's cool, man. No yeah. doubt. Very cool. So uh, what made you want to start your YouTube channel? Ah, that is a great question. Um, I was going to wear that watch today for my wristwatch check, but I, I wanted to go the vintage route for you guys. But we basically, appreciate it. yeah, man. So the, um, it all started on when I was going through the, the, like I explained, getting into watches, looking into luxury brands, and I started seeing homage watches pop up. And so this one brand in particular, Rokos, showed up and I'm like, man, that is almost a ringer for the, the Patek um, Nautilus, you know, 5711. I'm like, that's, it's automatic. It looks, it looks good. Um, there were no video. The only videos they had were the how to like change out the links. That was it from the company. And there was no mm. reviews. There was no in-depth kind of feedback. And so I, I figured, you know what, I'm going to take a chance and I'll just do the review. 
And so I bought the watch and I had my little setup and I like, if you watch the first video on my channel and it's terrible <laughs> and it, and yet it has probably some of the most views. It's one of the most viewed on my channel, but it's mm. because no one had done it. And so I'm like, okay, cool. You know, this was, this was fun to me. It was fun and seeing other reviews out there and, and trying to kind of pull some things from there, but have my own kind of style, like, you know, and I think I'm talking normal, but it's just so much dead air. It's just brutal to watch. Like if I go back, I can't sit through it, you know? Mm. Um, wow. And then it, it was another watch I came across and I was like, Hey, cool. Let me look into this one. And same thing, no reviews. So, all right, I'll be the guy. And so I bought that watch and reviewed it as well. And that kind of put me on this path of, okay, you know what? Like, let me just start a little channel as I buy watches and come across them. If there's a review, cool. If not, you know, I'll do it. No biggie. Yeah. Cool. People out. Yeah. Yeah. That completely cool. makes sense. Well, I mean, you hit the nail on the head about what we're going to generally talk about and that's homage watches. So with that mm -hmm. said, you know, I obviously see a lot of homage pieces in your collection, but I guess my question and just to be honest, whatever, sure. whatever, you know, whatever you tell us is fine. You actually buy them because you like them or you got to, you know, you buy them to get views. I understand the first ones were because you like them, obviously. And you're like, Oh, yeah. I'm going to start a channel because of them. But now that you've grown and you have over a thousand subscribers, congratulations, by congratulations the way. Congratulations on hey, that. Thanks, congratulations. Uh, I, it's a lot of work. It is. Um, what a journey. <laughs> so yeah. thank you. Yeah. No, absolutely. Y'all guys know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, so yeah. Do you buy them because you do? Uh, okay. Here's a question. Do you mm -hmm. still to this day buy them because you like them or is it fair to say you buy them just to get views on the, on the channel? So I, I definitely buy what I like because I tried a couple times to buy what I thought may have gotten views or would be good for the channel, so to speak. But to be honest, that's not, me like that's my channel is me right that's it's my name right. like I'm just hey come along for the ride see my journey this is what I'm buying if you have a suggestion cool if I can get it no biggie if I like it I'll snag it but it's it's gonna be what I like what I want to own and I'll try it out and if it doesn't work out I'll either sell the watch give it away whatever no big deal um, but I genuinely like the watches that I buy and I've learned that lesson because I bought some that I, I was like, Hey, this would be cool for the channel. And it ends up being terrible and I don't keep it, you know? Um, and people make suggestions. And, and if I, like I said, if I can, if I can get the watch, like I don't have a problem reviewing it. Um, especially if I can flip it and sell it for cost or take a small loss, no big deal. But if it's people want me to buy these 300, $400 watches and just so they can, they, they don't want to put the cost up, which I understand, right. but like, if I don't love it, you know, sorry. Like I I'm just, I'm, I can't do that. Right I'm on. With you. I'm with you hundred percent. Right so oh, yeah. let me, let me ask you something just cause I'm curious and I, I mm -hmm. been kind of thinking about this. So for anybody out there listening, how do you personally sell your watches? Cause I, the only way that I've sold my watches is eBay, but oh my goodness, you take such <laughs> a big hit on it that yeah. It's just ridiculous. The is there another way? Yeah, the commission. Is there another way that you recommend people sell their um, watches? You know, the I, I go the used market route, which is I only do local, which is with um, offer up or you know let go uh, services like that that are Got in the, my community because, and this is I would even say an argument for homage pieces. So I'll give you an example. Um, a watch that I buy, let's say if I get on Amazon for. Uh, 40 bucks, right? Not very expensive. 
um, I can turn around if someone doesn't have prime and they want to buy that watch, they're going to have to pay shipping. Okay. But I can sell it for the same price, if not more, and you can get it in hand today, like from me and, and I take care of my stuff. So that's a key is, you know, presentation, the photos, a full description, and I just sell locally. And, and I have, I'll tell people if they're on the other side of town, Hey, meet me halfway, or you got to come to me. Like, I'm not going to drive, you know, 40 miles to sell a $40 watch. It's not going to happen. Right. For sure. I think I would, uh, I would pay a couple extra dollars if I was buying something locally mm-hmm. versus waiting for it through prime or paying shipping, mm-hmm. you know? So and you- the timing, timing is key too. paydays. You know, I like, Oh, Hey, so people getting paid Friday, let me post this Thursday and or Wednesday night. And that way it's fresh in that feed and, and bumps up to the kind of top. Um, right. So people see it and that, cause people are impulsive, you know, so they want that. They want it now. And so that to me, like, all right, let's do it. Like, right here right now so how many watches have you sold that way oh man i don't even know (laughs) quite a few um over 10 for sure that's crazy Uh, Mm. yeah but i mean they're not super expensive you know and 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 i hate you know what i'll share the info like i'm not gonna be greedy but (laughs) if you can find watches used right um you can usually flip them for a, a you know, good amount of, a good chunk of change. Um, I'll give you an example. This guy was selling three watches in a, in a set and I think he was charging like a hundred bucks and it was a Michael Kors watch, a Invicta pro diver and a, um, Wenger, a military Swiss, which was an homage of a Panerai. Really cool. It's called the brigade. Um, and I was like, dude, these watches are awesome. I messaged him. I said, I don't care about the fashion watch. I'll give you 50 for the other two, the Invicta and the, the Wenger. And he's like, okay, so I met up with him and the strap was garbage. It wasn't in the pictures, but the strap on the, the Wenger watch was like all busted up. And I'm like, bro, like I can't use this strap. And he's like, well, would you take, I'll take 40 for both. Like, yes. Done. And they were all dirty, scratched up. I took right. them home, detailed them, polished them out, got all the scuffs out. And I ended up selling the Wenger for 80 and Yay. I sold the Invicta for 60. So nice stuff like that you just got to look out for deals that's pretty cool automatic right. and victor was quartz it was automatic. it was quartz it was quartz hey who cares i mean you you flipped right. it pretty quickly that's pretty cool man that's awesome <laughs> and i got to enjoy them you know I, I didn't sell them for months but so it was cool yeah yeah that's pretty cool what's up all right um in your opinion mm-hmm. what is it about hamas watches that separates the watch community so much <laughs> man it's a good questions, guys. <laughs> um, it's a gray area, I would say. Um, but I don't feel like I would just say you got to give them a shot at least some point in time. If you're on the fence, just try a few out. They're not all winners for sure. In fact, I'd say most probably aren't and under certain dollar amounts. But um, I think what separates the watch community is there's there's different sides. I think that people who buy homage watches and I can't speak for all of them, but for me, I like value. So bang for buck. And then the aesthetics, I, I, there's a reason the, the Rolex subby is copied so much or pulled, you know, they pull um, just details from in so many watches and design. Um, and that's because they're popular. It looks good. And so there's a lot of those watches out there that are kind of iconic. The, you know, 5711 as an example, I'm never going to spend 20, 
fifty, a hundred thousand dollars on a watch is just not going to happen. But if I can get the look and if it scratches that itch for me and it has good value, then yeah, for sure. Why not, you know, give it a try. Um, I think that the other end is people who can afford them. We'll call them watch knobs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Probably hate homages because you're getting something that I don't think you should have. You shouldn't be able to enjoy that watch because it's for me you know, kind of thinking maybe, and I might be wrong, maybe they don't care, but I think that part of that kind of hate towards homages is based on you shouldn't have something that is so close to what it is and yet so far away, the finishing, the quality, they're not even in the same realm, right? but it scratches the itch for those that want it. I can see that. Yeah, that's definitely, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, I've always struggled with this. Like homage tough, watches, <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't own any any Rolexes or anything expensive, and I still do have the Pagani Design PD sixteen thirty nine or whatever the 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 Rolex homage in my collection. And I think I was telling you, David, that uh, mm-hmm. I've worn it maybe three times just to literally go to the store and come back and and. and I don't know what it is about it. It's nothing wrong with the specs because I agree with you. I mean, you get a lot, a lot for your money. I mean, you're, you're talking Sapphire and H35 and ceramic and this and that. So, I mean, you, you definitely get a lot for your money. Um, mm-hmm. But there's something about the aesthetic that I think it's not even so much about the brand. It's just to me in my head. And I, again, this is just a personal thing. It's, I, I feel more like I like getting watches that are not like straight up, homages of something else and they kind of have their own identity right. um if for whatever reason when i wear that watch and like i said I, I see it from the corner of my eye it makes me happy because it makes me feel like i have a rolex but then i quickly realize well wait this is not a rolex but then i feel like well what am i trying to do am i am i making myself happy or am i walking around pretending like i have something else mm-hmm. but then it's like well no that's more like a replica watch but then that'll get into the question that we're going to ask you later about sure you know whatever replicas but <laughs> but i don't have anything against them i just don't wear them and i think maybe a lot of people fall under that category but the pagani design gets so many views on my channel more than any other watches in, in my collection so that should tell you something people love a good value they they want to look is it fair yeah. to say that they want to look expensive but not spend a lot of money? Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a problem with uh, Hamas watches. I got a couple in my collection. Right. But but I, I think that what, what people need to do is separate the, the facts from the fiction. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're not wearing a Rolex. You're mm-hmm. wearing a Hamas watch, which is all it is. And mm-hmm. if you like that particular aesthetic in a watch, then, hey, rock it. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. I, so. I think it's more of an internal thing, kind of what you were saying, yeah. Miguel. You personally, you just, you can't, it's just not your thing, you know? And I totally understand that too, because there's, um, there's some watches I just can't, I just can't wear. Like, I just can't see myself being into them, you know, and other people love them and that's, that's cool. Um, but I think the difference is in the community, the watch community, there seems to be more kind of you shouldn't have that or this is garbage your collection sucks because of it and it's like hey if i'm happy or if you're happy do you you know 
Now, is there a particular homage watch that you won't wear that you've seen? Um, you know, yes, and I bought it and I sold it. Was the the RM zero five um, the skull Richard Mille uh, homage? Oh shit. oh shit! You know, I just I couldn't. Yeah. It looked cool, and if someone saw, if someone had it, I'd be like, man, like I I know what it it's an homage of, like, but. I think my style, I don't know if I'm just getting older. <laughs> it's like, I just can't pull it off. So um, I, I didn't end up keeping it because I, I just don't wear it. I didn't wear it. So I was like, mm. you know, let me let someone else enjoy this. Um, cool. People are going to yeah. know. If you step out of a $40,000 car, $20,000 car, and you're wearing a million-dollar watch, I mean, come on. Like, right. it's, it's pretty clear. It's yeah, no, no, for thing. sure. <laughs> but, but it has to let, – let's kind of – really dig deeper into this it has nothing to do like for me not liking homage watches as much as other people it has nothing to do with the country of origin um it's not like i have something against chinese watches because obviously that seagull watch is pretty cool i mean it's it's kind of unique in a sense and it has a cool st movement st19 movement right. so to me how much how much are those going for today less than 200 bucks yeah I mean, okay. 60, yeah it's a manual okay. wine chronograph yeah, they beautiful. use yeah they use uh, the swiss machinery from venus they went under mm. years ago mm. and it, it has military heritage i mean i don't know why i haven't picked one up in the collection same here I man want to get one yeah um or, or not necessarily the seagull because i don't like the dial but there's so many watches out there using that movement and that movement really is what what draws me in because it's insane for that much money you're getting a manual wine chronograph like that mm-hmm. it's crazy i don't even know how mm-hmm. they do it yeah uh, but so just to let everybody know that for me personally it's nothing to do with the country of origin it's just the way that it looks it could be made in germany for all i care or switzerland but if it looks exactly like something else i don't know if i would wear it as much I'm it not, can be the invicta pro diver <laughs> yeah. yeah but but to me even the pro diver doesn't necessarily look as much as a, as a rolex as like the pagani design the pagani design right. literally if you if you take the pagani logo out of that and put a rolex logo it's basically a replica but we'll, we'll get into that right now but uh yeah but uh yeah i, I don't know man i, I don't know and in, in, in your opinion i mean I, I we talk about value we talk about pricing and i know that you're you're kind of on the fence about this uh dave some people are not maybe because mm-hmm. they're rich but in your opinion how much is too much to spend on a watch any watch okay so i think it, it's it's subjective right to your your budget i i would base it more on this like i think five grand is too much if you still have a mortgage payment if you like i think that if you're out of debt you're good like you know you're making your 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 money on the side you're just stacking stacking up cool buy that ten thousand buy that twenty thousand whatever like no problem but if you still got kids college funds to save for if you still have other things and i'm not saying you can't save over time right like there can be an angle to get that grail but if you start buying or you putting watches on credit you know buying with debt i think that that's too much but i could see myself at some point in the future buying yeah three thousand dollar maybe even five thousand dollar i'd eventually like to get a blanc pond someday maybe you know talking ten thousand or so um but not anytime soon Hmm. that's a great answer i mean i guess it really depends on your 
on your financial position in life and but but that's not necessarily true i know a, a lot of successful people that still wouldn't buy a twenty thousand dollar watch they think <laughs> sure. it's, it's just too much um unless they, they look at it from an investing perspective you know and hey if if you're able to get any rolex at an ad for the retail price i mean you could auto you just literally not even walking out of the store post it online and make thousands of dollars mm-hmm. that's that's pretty mm-hmm. cool you know but yeah Good luck finding one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get on that list. You got to buy a long jeans and you got to buy all these other things first. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. But uh, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. I don't know. And just, mm-hmm. just talking about price is just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, if it just a, a flat out answer, I'd probably say like once you're in the realm of 20,000 and up to me, like that's, that's probably, that's just too much, even if you had the money, I think, but I totally understand why people do it. And, you know, look at London watch collector. I mean, just an amazing collection, right? The guy is definitely a millionaire and has access to these just phenomenal watches, but um, they're all in a safe in a bank and, you know, like mine are just chilling. I can just go grab a watch, throw it on and yeah. enjoy it. Not have to worry about right. the, the risks. It's funny that you bring him up. Anthony's sure actually, we, we've been talking about having him on the show. So he's, yeah, right <laughs> he's, a, he's a cool guy. He's definitely nice. a cool guy. We'll, we'll have him on the, on the, on the show. He has a nice collection for sure. Mm-hmm. And he recently, I don't know if he listens to the channel, but he recently became store manager. So congrats to him. So that, that mm-hmm. took right a lot on, of yeah. work. So that's, so that's pretty cool. Good for him. Right. Yes. All right. Since homage watches are affordable, what would you recommend to anyone that bought one and is no longer working. Service it, <laughs> sell, service it, sell it, buy another one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'd ask how much they bought it for, <laughs> and uh, right. uh, my what's, condolences. <laughs> what's what's the typical cost for an homage watch? I mean, is it eighty bucks? Would it be safe to say? 80? I think most people are buying under a hundred. Like the like okay. the popular ones are probably under a hundred bucks. Okay, but like my Reef Tiger my Blanc Pond 50 Fathoms homage, that one brand new is almost 400 unless you buy it used or you go mm. on, I think maybe AliExpress, you can get them for like under 300, but that's a pretty expensive homage, but right. it's also super Luminova, double dome Sapphire, uh, just in a great functional watch. So in its own price, it, it holds its event. Like it's to me worth it. And it has a Seiko, you know, workhorse in each 35 movement. So um, but to answer your question, kind of taking a step back, I think if it's a $40 watch, are, is it worth taking to go get serviced and repaired? I mean, probably chunk it and buy a new one. And that's probably, that's one of the bigger problems with, I wouldn't even say necessarily just homage watches, but cheap watches inexpensive watches, you know, it, it could be a quartz watch and it could still crap out on you. And now you got to make that decision. Do I replace the movement or do I just get something else right so yeah yeah. i've well i've even heard that argument with like the seiko skx so you know when when i bought it one time i don't know what happened it just wasn't working and i was so upset i had it for Mm -hmm. a little over a year just didn't make any sense uh and anyway i started looking into well, how do I, how do I fix it? How do I service it? And unfortunately where I live, everything's so expensive that Mm -hmm. servicing a watch was going to cost more expensive than the watch. So it really came down to, well, does this watch have any sentimental value to me? Because if it doesn't, then maybe it's not worth 
fixing it, maybe it's worth upgrading the movement to an NH35. But luckily it worked. But yeah, I know you and I were, were talking about this and servicing costs could be relatively expensive. P, I know you got a guy, right? What is what is his what is he how much does he charge to service a a watch? It it all depends. For my Omega, I pay like fifty bucks. Wow. He was like real cool about it. You know what I mean? That's super inexpensive. I mean, that, I, I, that's I, awesome, man. I, I really think it really just I think he has such a love for watches, you know what I'm saying? I think sometimes you meet people like that. Mm. It's just like, wow, this is a nice piece, and I'll service it for you for whoop, whoop, wham, you know? Right. Okay, so $50 is super inexpensive. We all agree. That's peanuts. Would you take a $60 homage and spend 50 bucks to fix it, or would you just buy (laughs) another one? You're asking me. (laughs) I'm asking both of you. Uh... (laughs) If I pay fifty four and I just buy a new one, <laughs> you know that's. Man, I I would base it on, is that company still in business? Can I buy a new one? If I love the watch and I can't get another, I'm gonna drop that money and and replace. Yeah, replace that's it. a good point. That's a good point for sure. Yeah. All right, all right, well, all right. Enough about the servicing. Let me ask the next question. So this is this is going to be a controversial one, and I definitely want everybody's opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Um, what even even if you're listening, like I guess it boils down to this question: What's the biggest difference between replica watches and homage watches? Dave, take it away. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm okay with homage watches for sure but I do draw the line with replicas because it's counterfeit. So you are actually taking a branding, you know, you're taking something from a company. Like you could say the same about homage as a design, right? But you're not slapping that brand's name and then making money off of it. Um, You're taking something away from that company, you know, from their, proper like but and and the thing is too and this is where people would argue for replicas they'll say well i wasn't going to buy a rolex anyway so i bought the replica yeah but it's it's a counterfeit it's not the same it's not a you have to go sneaky through the back door oh i'm on the dark web to buy your replica you and you can't take it anywhere you can't take that replica and get serviced or insure it or do anything it's to me it's just a waste and you're you might be able to fool people with it right but and it's just an integrity thing in my opinion and i i won a replica watch like in one of these giveaways on youtube from a a buddy of mine and i saw it and like you know it's even the replica isn't perfect but i i wore it out once to see like let me just see what happens with this (laughs) this replica watch right i tested the waters and yeah, surprise. No one cared. No one said anything. No one asked about it. <laughs> so it just, it literally isn't going to give you, in my opinion, isn't going to give you what you think it's going to give you. Hmm. Pete? Well, you already know how I feel about this. Uh, Replica watches are bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, a Hamas watch is just so, so much more different. You know what I mean? It can either take or add to a particular brand's aesthetic. You know what I mean? And most time it, some Hamas watches add and make it their own. Like you said, uh, the SKS, right? You know what I'm saying? Is a replica that 
Seiko made its own. You know what I mean? So, you know, so it, it's it's two different things. Um, you mentioned the Pagani design. Mm-hmm. You know, although it looks just like a Submariner, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's still, there's still a difference between that and a counterfeit watch. You know? Okay. Well, I, I agree with you about taking something and making it better. And the perfect example of that is Mark from Long Island Watch. He took the SKX, that's the biggest seller for him, and he made mm-hmm. the Island I, Islander. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he has so many different ones, but they're affordable, quote unquote, because they're 250 or something like that. But I mean, what he did, he took literally the iconic Seiko SKX design and he just like maximized it, right? Ceramic right. Uh, bezel and sapphire crystal and H35. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the bracelet's amazing on it. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> He did everything Seiko wasn't willing to do with it, you know, like that everyone wanted. (laughs) Right, absolutely. But to me, it definitely looks like an SKX, except it has this logo. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence about homage watches and replica watches. And the reason I say that is because us as watch collectors, we know the difference. We we see the nuances, right, of of different things. But I, I guarantee you take somebody like our wives, right? say you get a real Rolex Mariner, you get a replica Mariner, and you get a really good homage Mariner, and you tell them what are the differences. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to go, I have no idea. I mean, the, the name on the dial, they're all the same watch. To me, right. it looks the same. I don't, I don't know the difference. Right. So that's why I'm kind of on the fence. And it's like, I, I understand that homage watches are not replicas. And, and you hit the nail right on the head, Dave, when you're like, you can't insure them. You're basically walking around with something illegal on your arm. 100% true. Mm-hmm. As opposed to homage watches, it's an honorable thing. You paid for it legitimately. You could buy them on Amazon, eBay, whatever. You get them legitimately, not through the back door. So maybe that is the the biggest uh, takeaway from that, that one is legal and one is illegal. But when it comes to the looks aesthetic, let's just face it, they're both the same. Except yeah. it has a different name on the dial, you know what I mean? And so I think even diving deeper into that, like it's also a matter of what happens when you run into a watch guy or girl, like, and you have yeah. your replica on and they, maybe they own a real one or, you know, they, they're kind of, they're striking up a conversation. With, oh, I like your, your, I don't know, your Panerai. Oh, thanks. And you, now you got to play the part because yep. it has the brand on there and where'd you get it? Oh, um, I've, don't remember or you could throw out a dealer name or whatever and they go oh cool yeah i know so and so this is where i go oh so where like it's just you're just gonna have to keep perpetuating this lie yeah and i think that once you get caught like your reputation at least with that person is destroyed right oh yeah whereas if you have an homage oh man i like your panerai no 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 this isn't a panerai Uh, this is a blah 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 oh um, and they're one of two things going to happen. They're either going to look at you with like, what's wrong with you? Or they're going to be like, oh, cool. So, you know, I didn't realize that, that it looked like the real thing or it looks like the whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, this is how much I paid. This is where I got it or whatever. You can still have that watch conversation without right. the, I mean, it's without it being fake. Right. I, I agree what, with you. And yeah. what's amazing to me is that there are actually YouTube channels that boister replica watches mm-hmm. you know what i mean and <clears throat> i've seen them <laughs> I, 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 and it's funny mm-hmm. you know what i mean and they don't care 
They like, look, this is a Rolex. I paid eleven dollars for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's quartz. So, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're like, yeah, no shame. Which no it's, shame. to each their own. I mean, hey, if you're gonna do it, do it. But I think that it's just a matter of kind of that, like what we said earlier. Even with homages for you, Miguel, like you just you can't do it. Me with replicas, I just I can't do it. Right. Um, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm just speaking for myself, but if you're a real watch enthusiast, then we all are in agreement that replica watches are a no-go. Like you're supporting illegal activities. Yes. Uh, you're, you're, what, are, what are you doing? Are you you're pretending to be something you're not? It's fake watches are for fake people. Let's just call it what it is. Um, so look, homage watches, I like I said, I have nothing against them and I own one and I've worn one. They're just not, where I want to spend my money, but I would never, ever, ever criticize anybody for hum- having an homage watch. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And I don't think and anybody listening to this, think about it. You know, somebody wants a certain aesthetic, doesn't want to break the bank and they're not trying to be fake. The, 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 we, we, you heard it here. It's like replica watches and homage watches, two completely separate things. Right. So I, yeah. I just wanted to address that because that was, in my opinion, the elephant in the room. And it's like, <laughs> there's, there's nothing like how many, let me ask you something. How many, you know, homage watches are in your collection, Dave? Oh man. I'd have to, <laughs> you should have told me in advance. I could have counted. I have a lot. I have a lot of homage pieces, but I also have some that are brands that, you can't even get anymore like watches that I bought used or, you know, in the mm-hmm. secondary market that um, they're so just individual. I, I have Belovas that, you know, other people aren't willing to spend the money on for whatever reason, because, you know, they don't agree with, you know, maybe the size of it or, right. Oh, I'm not going to spend that much on a quartz. Totally get it. Like, but again, I buy the watches that I, I like, or that I want to try out, but um, I own, I own a, a number of homages and there's some that I don't have anymore that I've had on my channel because for example, like I said earlier, they're not all winners. I've had one, it was a Panerai homage. I like zoomed in on the crystal and it was just complete. It was just terrible quality. Let's say that. And mm, okay. I'm like, okay, this isn't for me. Like, right. It's got the look, but once you really get up close, the finishing, the detail, like it's not, there's no value in my eyes. So Mm. I didn't hang on well, to it. Let me let me ask you something, man. So we are influencers, really. At the end of the day, that's what we're doing. We're influencing people, and I'm sure a lot of people have purchased a watch based on your review because sure. you're doing a review. You're like, okay, if this guy says it is good, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I've done that. P, you've done that. We've all done that, right? So here's where it's kind of scary. So Jody, just one more watch. Amazing mm-hmm. channel, mm-hmm. huge following, but that's pretty much all he does homage right. watches right right the 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 fear that i have is these chinese companies how good is their qc so now if you're putting your name behind this brand right hey get this cadison blah 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 and it turns out to be garbage because the batch that week is bad guess what your reputation is on the line have you ever thought about that or is that something that you know i so this is where i and maybe this is an American thing, um, being that we have Amazon here in the U.S. Like, if my watch craps out in 30 days, I just return it and get my money back or buy a new one. True. Now, the reason I don't buy a lot from AliExpress, like other channels do, is because the wait is atrocious. It takes two plus months to go through customs, get here, and guess what? If it craps out on me, now I got to make the decision: Do I pay to ship it back to China, or? hope they send me a replacement for free or, 
you know, battle that out. And so I don't buy a lot of those watches and look at Parnas as a good example of, you know, you can buy their higher grade, which does go through a more stringent QC. I don't know how true any of this is, right? This is just taking their word for it. It's all marketing. (laughs) Yeah. But you pay a little extra for that peace of mind, hoping you get a better watch, better quality, right? Versus Mm -hmm. the one that shows up wrapped in bubble wrap, you're kind of on your own. Got it. Have you ever had anybody, any any viewer come back to you and say, hey, you recommended this and mm-hmm. it's garbage. Has that happened um, yet? Not so much that they've been so like, this watch sucks, but I think some have been like, hey, I this this is what happened with me. They put their experience in the comments, which helps, right? Because I'm going off my sole experience. I bought one watch. It was great. You, you buy the same watch, might not be great, but let people know. Um, the other thing too is the the Feiss FM019, the Royal Oak homage. I had an issue with mine that I purchased. The movement um, ended up having some problems and then the movement eventually just stopped and seized. And so I'm like, dang. And I made a video addressing it showing, hey, look, this is where I'm at. I contacted the the company, you know, and told them what's up. This is the process I have to go through if I want to get it fixed or a new one. Um, so I let my viewers know, like, this was my experience. And I'll continue to do that if another one craps right. out I'll be the first to tell you because it is my reputation. That's my, like, you know, I don't want to be recommending stuff that sucks if right. that's the case. Yeah. Now something totally unrelated and this is just me out of curiosity. Have you ever, and I know the answer is probably no, but have you ever had anybody on the street, just somebody you don't know, or even a family member say, Hey, that's a really nice watch of one of your homage watches. And and if so, do you say just thanks or do you elaborate or, <laughs> um so i've had compliments on watches both homages and not um i'll give you a, an example here was going through a starbucks drive through and the guy goes man i like your watch and i it was the blanc pon um bathyscaphe homage and i said right. hey cool man um this is a, a blanc pon bathyscaphe homage and you look at me like i was talking in another language <laughs> You're like what the hell did you <laughs> and, say <laughs> but i i dropped it on him first this is an homage of the blanc pon bathyscaphe are you you know do you know what the, no oh i never heard of that yeah i have a youtube channel you should check it out like i, I review watches and stuff and he was kind of like mm. i said are you a watch guy here's he's your like, coffee <laughs> <laughs> he's like, i said are you into watches you're a watch guy and he's like yeah man i have a little collection i said cool well, how many he's like i said i got a collection too and he's like how many do you have i told him like oh, over 30 or so and he's like dude i got six. Oh, <laughs> hey it's still a collection buddy mm-hmm. um and i said what do you have and it was all fossil watches and this but he also mm-hmm. name dropped omega he's like i really like the omega speedmaster and i'm like dude all right so he knew but didn't really know like right. all of the right of course right. of course but he was he was into it and so i was like this guy it caught his eye we had a brief talk and it was all good yeah i i, I rarely run into um people that compliment my watches and i i do remember i went to an it's old rare. navy here in the u.s i don't know if they're worldwide but whatever and i was where i had just gotten my Bulova uh, lunar pilot and i changed the strap on it to like a brown leather strap and that thing mm-hmm. is it's a beast right i mean I yeah. think it's big so i mean you could you could see it from across the room and the guy goes man i'm i'm, I'm really digging your watch that's cool <laughs> i'm like oh thanks man yeah it's a Bulova lunar pilot I actually went to the and i stopped myself i was like what am i doing i'm rambling this guy probably doesn't care <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, hey, you know, I, I have a it's same thing. I have a YouTube channel if you want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Here it is, you know, but but it's kind of dangerous. You were kind of playing with fire with getting your local people kind of yes. seeing your YouTube channel. Because yeah. then if you 
have something in your channel that you're like, oh, hey, wait, this guy has a lot of money or he has a lot of watches and he's local here. It could be dangerous. Yeah, you got to be, I got I got to be real careful with that too, because you never know. People are crazy nowadays. Um, oh man, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I know P gets compliments all the time and Invicta, and I'm not throwing shade or anything, but I, I know Invicta gets a lot of love in your neck of the woods, right, P? Yeah, when I wear one. Well, not anymore, but when you used to wear your Venom or whatever, you used to tell me you used to get oh, compliments. Yeah. Oh yeah, you. the Venom, nice. I used to get all kind of compliments on the Venoms. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, I got a compliment on the uh Tavise. No way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did, what did yeah. they say? Somebody, a, some lady was like, "Oh, that's such a green watch. I never seen anything <laughs> like that before." <laughs> yeah. And I started to go into the whole homage watch oh, thing. Yep. They don't right over her head. But, <laughs> they don't, right know. But don't don't nobody really want to hear all that shit that's not right. in the watches because somebody that's in the watch is gonna be like, "Oh, that look like a hawk." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They'll tell you. They know. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. But let, let check this out. What do you think your next homage watch is going to be? Because I am looking into actually getting a homage watch. Yeah. It it And I've been thinking about this for a long time. I just ain't pulled the trigger on it yet. You know what I'm saying? I got to talk to the wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's the Omega Seamaster 300 homage. Mm. The uh, the James I, Bond? The Corgruit. Is that how you pronounce that? Corgruit? Corget. Corget. Yeah. Black Dow Sapphire Glass, 21 Jews. It has a Miyota 8215 movement in it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about getting that one. So this is my opinion on Courget. I picked one up, but this was a, a Tudor Black Bay bronze. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I've had better luck, just my personal experience, with the Seagull movements, the Chinese automatics, mm-hmm. than with the Miyotas. And I know the Miyotas are held in a higher regard, Japanese made, a little bit better quality, but they don't hack. And they do this thing called a secondhand stutter. I haven't really done much research into it, but it's apparently a Miyota thing where if you bump the the watch, it kind of stutters and then it catches up. Mm. Um, and it looks terrible because it's not a consistently <laughs> smooth sweep. Mm. And I've that's the only courget that I've owned. So I kind of want to dig a bit deeper. So if you end up getting one, I definitely want to hear like if that's true or is it okay. maybe maybe just my bad luck with the one that I have. Right. But, okay. Um, you know, they're great watches. Like people buy them for a reason, right? And and own them and some people are going to have good luck some people are gonna have bad luck um the actual next homage that i kind of have my eye on to answer your question <laughs> is a feis um or feast i don't know but I, I say feis but it is an homage of the glashute original or the uh no i'm sorry the how oh, is it it's the green one um it has a very specific green dial and of course i can't remember the name of it right now but um, it's a really cool looking watch. The problem is they're only being shipped from China right now. There's none mm. stateside, so I'm kind of holding out. Um, but that's the one I'm, I'm thinking of. Um, how much are we oh, okay. talking? How much money are we, are we talking? About 250 for that one. Ooh, it's mm. pricey. Um, so with 250 bucks, would you not rather get something pre-owned from maybe the vintage world see that's that's where p and i kind of dabble and i I think you know about that i mean if i had 250 bucks i mean 
geez, I could go so many yeah. different routes. I know for you sure could, you could pick up a vintage Gerard Perigo. You could pick up a Young Young Hands, not the Max Bill, but they have some really cool different models. I mean, but that's just me. I mean, and mm-hmm. P, of course. Right. I don't know. This is the beauty of watch collecting that somebody could give you money and then you could go a completely <laughs> different route than the other collector. You know, but uh, mm. is there a reason why that specific one? Because it looks more expensive or no, well, one, it I like it. It looks really cool. But in fact, I'm going to send you guys this real quick, just so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay. I'll throw it in the chat. Um, but I think that, like, for me, um, this would be an opportunity, a watch I like. It's caught my eye. I'm probably going to be the first to review it. So that would help out others make that decision down the road. Okay. But also with the vintage, I have had that. Like, I, if you look at my list of watches saved on, on my watch list on eBay and on Amazon and other keywords that i save on third you know secondary markets it's it's ridiculous i'm always looking and it just really is going to come down to the right deal at the right time i'll pull the trigger and if it's 50 bucks or 200 300 whatever my budget's allowing me for that month or two um in the future then i'll do it but the list is long you guys know like yeah you're looking at for so many different things that it's just a matter of what you happen to get then at least for me and I'm selling stuff. I'm reviewing things, trying to, you know, recoup some of that money to buy the next one, stuff like that. So I'm always, my collection's always changing. That's crazy looking watch. You're going to get there. I click yeah. the link you sent. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. uh, the dial looks like, like uh, water, like it's water crazy, on yeah. a windshield or like right. ice on a windshield. It's pretty it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely it's, interesting. I, I just, I look at, I'm like, dang, that, that thing looks cool. You know, those numerals are so different. I don't even know what, they would be considered like Arabic, no, Arabic. They kind of look like the numerals on a Marlin. Yeah, kind of. It's pretty oh, interesting. It's called the Vintage yeah. 60s. The Glashute Original Vintage 60s is the actual luxury version of that. that Got it. Okay. So that's your next watch or possibly possibly. i'm sure it's not i'm sure others are gonna (laughs) slip in the the mix but because i'm kind of waiting on this one to become available through amazon once it is i'll i'll snag it yeah no for sure for sure so i mean we see a lot of homage watches coming through and i know you own like you said you own a few that are from companies that people know you know federico constant and Mm -hmm. loba and some other ones so forth but uh, I know P was gonna. We we discussed something. He was gonna ask about your Grail watch. So yeah, I mean, what you know. is your Grail watch right now? <laughs> Which could change. right now it changes every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it changes all the time. But right now, I just there's something about the Blanc Pond Fifty Fathoms that just I just love it, and I think it being an OG and it's lesser known. It's less popular. It's kind of like a true nod to an enthusiast that if they saw it and they, they say, that's a Blanc Pond 50 Fathoms. It's like, now you're talking my language. You know, people will know a Rolex. Oh, you have a Rolex? Like may not even know the model, right? The, brand, the brand recognition, amazing marketing. Got to hand it to them. But I feel like I had never heard of Blanc Pond until diving into this kind of right. luxury market thing. But that or possibly um, a um, Alange Zeitwerk oh, is wow. just okay. phenomenal. <laughs> but how much, 
Yeah, now we're talking money. (laughs) (laughs) But again, you're probably not. Yeah, but that would be a grail that I probably would never obtain. Whereas the Blanc Pond, I could see myself eventually getting one. Got it. So I, I got to ask, man, just because every time we have a guest and the guest is married, I, I, I need to ask. So I, I've, I know P's situation very well. He knows my situation very well. But how does your wife feel about you, I guess, A, watch collecting just as a hobby, but B, spending so much money and regularly just always spending money on watches, 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 watches. How, how do, if you don't mind us month you know it's it's out of control you guys it's uh pray for me um <laughs> so she's i think she's she entertains me in that i'll be like editing a video hey check this out and then i'll come across watches and she's like ew like why do you like that and then there's other watches that she's like that's my favorite um right now currently the Fice, um oh, what is it i forget the number of it but the model number but anyway it's the um nomos Tangente homage and she okay. wants it she wanted to like she put it on as too wide the lug width is too long for her wrist but she loves that watch so it's like her new favorite but as far as the well, money let me, thing, well let me oh, give you some advice yeah <laughs> please <laughs> don't let her wear it you, you never get it back right <laughs> you'll never get it back you'll never get it all back. right I'm gonna I'm take that advice for sure <laughs> but we kind of have a um when I told her I wanted to do this, I want to have this YouTube channel. I want to do these watches and some I'm going to buy, get some really good deals on and some I might need to drop some, a little bit of coin on. Um, but it's, it's something that she's okay with. I'm okay. Like we allot certain funds for whatever you want. So not necessarily watch. I could go buy, you know, something else. Um, but I might like, I might sell a pistol and use that money to buy watches, you know? So I'm kind of always, figuring out, okay, I sold this watch or um, I sold this camera or I'm doing this and, and kind of reallocating funds. So it's not always just a matter of I'm constantly dipping into, you know, the savings. So right. this is a revolving, basically you, the money's revolving. So you buy one, you get rid of one and the money's just kind of there. You're not, you're not digging into your savings account and, and getting more and more debts, what you're saying. Yeah. And sometimes like if I make a little cash on the side doing something like that'll be watch money and I'll tell tell my wife like, Hey, I got my eye on this or it'll be on eBay and I'll float a couple hundred bucks. I'll be like, Hey, this is an awesome deal. I got to snag it. And then I'll just put it back later. But it just kind of depends. And that's part of the key with, I want people to see that secondary market eventually on my channel. I want to kind of show them slowly, like, look, I'm getting these watches. It's just a matter of keeping an eye out and having, that savings set aside so when you see it jump on it because right you can enjoy it and then flip it and you'll yes. be good no absolutely just like just like with cars right i mean <clears throat> i would never want to be the guy that gets the car from the dealership i'll, I'll get it right. secondhand because the guy or a girl lost their shirt on it and it's like mm-hmm. I, it depreciated so much mm-hmm. homage watches are different i'm assuming but but i mean this this could be kind of said for like a rolex or an, especially omega i mean omega unfortunately they don't retain their value right. but fortunately for you i mean you could pick up an omega speedmaster for pretty inexpensive inexpensive mm-hmm. relatively i'm loosely using that term yeah but good luck trying to get in a rolex secondary market they cost more than the than they do brand new right because exactly supply and demand but uh 
But speaking of Rolex, and I know we're deviating, it's a huge deviation from uh, the homage, but uh, did you guys see that latest teaser from Rolex? <laughs> I Everybody's, did. Everybody, it's so crazy. It's a stupid little video. <laughs> so short. This, so, so short, and everybody's <laughs> losing their minds. There's so many YouTube videos and, and, and people saying, oh, it's a, it's a Rolex, a Mariner, no date, and it's going to be blue. I know it. Mark my mm. words. And they're discontinuing the, the whole blah, blah, blah. So, mm-hmm. I don't no, people just a lot of speculation nuts. yeah a lot i have of no sp- idea <laughs> you're like i don't just, care I just, I, <laughs> I just you know it's 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 the thing is that like i don't even know like where, what it could be i don't know enough about what has been released in the last five or ten years to kind of have an idea of this is due or this is upcoming and ready for right. a refresh you know but yeah it's, no, it's cool sure. to see people out there speculating for sure yeah, and they, and they they love the brand. They they, I think a lot of them could actually afford those watches. Mm-hmm. And and look, I guess let, let's just make this clear. I I think all of us on this call could afford a Rolex, but we choose not to spend that kind of money, right? Because we got Hell other yeah. priorities. Right. Um, damn right, you damn so right. I I just don't want everybody else out there thinking like, oh, these guys, since they can't afford it, they're hating on certain brands. We could assure you that's not the case. And we're not trying to show off, say that we have the money. That's not the case. We have jobs. But it's fair to say, right, guys, that we can't afford a thing like a Rolex, maybe not $20,000, but we choose not to because we allocate our funds elsewhere. Like you said, college tuition or mortgage or vacation money or whatever retirement money oh yeah it's very expensive living here in the u.s so yeah yeah i mean it all comes i think it all just boils down to teach to each their own if if you enjoy if you get joy from it and it's not hurting anybody do it yeah no for sure for sure no absolutely uh, all right, guys. Well, let's go into other things. This is sure. uh, the part of the show, Dave, where we uh, discuss whatever you want, man. So you're the you're the guest. Just whatever you want to want to share oh, with us. Oh man, I don't. Okay, so um, I don't even know, man, where to start. I guess like just I'm I'm ready for stuff to open up and kind of get yeah. back. I know things may never be normal, so to speak, again. But I'm so over just everything man like just <laughs> i'm ready it's to, time it's time yeah i've been slowly like doing stuff with my family like, we go there's a river not too far away and, and people are out there having a blast and I'm like you know this is just do a little barbecue hang out like it'll be our, everything's gonna be okay you know um see people wearing their masks driving around and hey if you do what you do i'm like i feel like i'm ready to roll the dice <laughs> take my chances I agree with you. It's been it's been long enough, man. I mean, today actually is our my wife and 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 I it's our seven year anniversary, and we were oh know, really congrats, yeah. man! Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. Every, every day is a, every day is a challenge, man. Let me let me tell you, and she <laughs> she knows that, and especially with this pandemic, it's been it's been tough, you know. But yeah, seven years. Fortunately, we've been married that long, and and we were thinking we're like, well, what what can we do? Like, where can we go? And it's it's mm-hmm. kind of sad, right? I mean, we're celebrating something special and it's like I don't, I don't really know what to do maybe go get some takeout but it's not the same you know but but yeah, yeah hopefully once things open up we could plan something very special so i'm with you guys i mean this is it's just nuts man especially here in the u.s with all the political crap going on and black lives matter and you know people passing like black panther and this is 2020 has just been mm-hmm. nasty it's been a, nasty it's nuts, man yeah absolutely <laughs> nuts man what about you p what you got going on 
Man, I've been listening to a lot, a lot of hip-hop records, man. Oh, yeah? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still listening to the Nas album, uh, King's Disease. Uh, I listened to the Locks' new album, mm. uh, Living Out Experience. It came out Friday. Um, I also listened to uh, Lil Wayne's new album. No he has Seals. a new album. Really? Yeah, which is surprisingly is pretty good. Cool. Pretty good. Check that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, shoot. That, that's all I've really been doing. Um, I also, I watched a movie I haven't watched in a long time. It's a comedy. Zach and Mary make a porno. <laughs> oh, that was a funny movie. Yeah, I remember that. Yo, this this thing is so <laughs> hilariously funny, man. It's ridiculous. Isn't it's a good it movie? So. Isn't it crazy going back to movies from even the two thousands and seeing how politically un- incorrect they are? Oh, and you're like, oh my right. god! In today's age, you cannot say that. Right? Could not the you, movies you, now. A lot of shit in Zach and Mary make a porno. You couldn't say today. Yeah. Which I don't know. I'm. I'm a big, I'm big into comedy and I think just do it. Like, you know, you should be able to make whatever you want because you're never going to please everyone. And so right. if they're not your, your target audience, they're probably not even going to know it exists. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, my, my thing I've been watching and I, I've been wanting to watch it for a long time. Cobra Kai. So Great growing series. up, Great series. Series. yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it. I recommend Great it, man. I, I, I put okay. it off. But it's on it's on Netflix as mm-hmm. I've been watching it, and oh my god, some of the I mean, the very first like few minutes of the show that this guy the the guy John Johnny whatever the guy that kicked yeah. the, the Karate Kid's ass or or tried to kick his ass <laughs> back in the day back in the eighties, he his neighbor kind of he runs into his neighbor this kid teenage kid and he's Hispanic from Salvador or whatever and he goes. Like, oh, great. Just what we needed in the building. More immigrants. And it's like, what? Like, that's <laughs> wow. how the show starts out. I was like, this yeah. guy's a douchebag, racist guy. But, you know, he goes through the journey or whatever. But it's like, they use, they, they and they did it on purpose. They wanted him to be so, like, in the shell and speak how they did in the 80s about right. immigration. And he, he says some things that you're like, you could not say that. But right. the, the, the funny thing is a lot of the kids correct them through the show. And they're like, hey, man, you can't say that. You can't, you know, and he, he looks at them right. like, so weird. Like, you guys are weak. What do you, right. what do you mean? What do you? <laughs> that's a, that's a great show. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> show. I don't you know, know what's so it's two seasons, but you know what's so interesting about it? If you watch the original Karate Kid, mm-hmm. you kind of was like Daniel Larusso was like the underdog, and they was picking on him, right? And this but is completely when, different. Yeah. But when you hear from <laughs> Johnny's point of view, it's like he the one that got fucked up. That's he's, hilarious. He's, he's the one that was you know a I mean? bully. It's so right. Dude, like, Daniel, this. like Daniel Russo came to town and that jerk. did this to me. He <laughs> yes. took my girl. And I'm like, wow, that ain't even how I remember it, though. They put a spin on it. Okay, I got to watch it now. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It's, it's good. It's good. I recommend it. I recommend it, man. All right, <laughs> he went from antagonist to protagonist. That's yeah, right. pretty much. So where, where can people find you, man? Okay, so on YouTube, of course, um, and man, there's another David Schwartz that's more famous and popular than I, so he probably <laughs> pops up first, and I'm like, this guy, I gotta get this guy out of here. Um, so <laughs> it's youtube.com slash David Schwartz Jr. Jr. And then Instagram, same thing, David at David Schwartz underscore Jr. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much, and I'm not as active on Instagram. I try to be, but I just... 
sometimes I just got to put the phone down and you guys know with editing YouTube and stuff like it's right. a, it's a time a sink. So I, I couldn't do them all. I don't even have Facebook. I don't mess with a lot of the Twitter. I don't do like, dude, it's, it's too much. So YouTube's your best, best channel for me to connect on. Okay, cool. P. Ross Rich Watch Love everywhere. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Dang. Find me there. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. I know we had a little bit of traction with Facebook, but then I don't know. I, I honestly haven't been on our Facebook group in a while, but yeah, that, that's I, a, that's I, we cool. need to get back on there. We need to get, we back. need to get back on there. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a place where you can vent yeah. and you could say things without offending yeah. people um, right. because <clears throat> uh, having a podcast, clearly we've offended some people and, and non-intentional. Been, eh, not definitely non-intentional. Yeah, n- definitely not intentional, but uh, but you know it, it it is what it is. I, I know we got a comment, and I got to share this piece. So somebody said uh, on one of the pod- podcast platforms, they gave us one star, August 11, <laughs> twenty twenty, and said, "Unpro," and I quote, "unprofessional, not very engaging, and over self interested, rather than being interested in his audience." How do you end quote, David? How do you how do you feel about that? Do you think P and I are unprofessional and not engaging with our audience? You know, here's, here's what I've learned in life as how I'm going to answer this question. When you have your expectations here, you will consistently be let down. <laughs> but if you go into life, just on the full, expecting the worst and everything is beautiful above it, it's a good, it's just a great day. Um, so I think that person may have been expecting something different than what, you yeah. guys are delivering it's for sure. And like I said, you're never going to please everyone. So there's a point point made. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, Hey, rate us, uh, honest. We want your, your, your honest, uh, opinion on our show. And if you could improve in any kind of way, we will hopefully the sound of this is better. Obviously we've invested in a little bit of, uh, of equipment now. I don't know if you could tell the difference. Hopefully you can, but yeah. we'll continue, uh, to, to strive for not perfection, but we, we want to get better. We want to definitely be engaging with our audience for sure. hundred percent. Sure. Got a lot more coming uh dave you're you're uh invited to the podcast anytime oh, my friend i would love it i'd love to do this again we can uh there's so much to explore oh, so and much, so you much. guys are so awesome like Thank it's you. funny because this is our first you know collaboration together and i already i came into it like we're buddies we're good i already yeah. like i've seen you guys videos and channels enough to where i'm like i know oh, yeah, for sure absolutely <laughs> absolutely I appreciate that, man. All right. Well, to everybody listening, thank you so much. You can find me, SoCal Watch Reviews, on YouTube, on Instagram, and Relojeando for all my Hispanic folks. Uh, channels growing over there. But yeah, it's, it's just a ton of work to translate videos and even make a video and edit and all that stuff. But we love it. At the end of the day, that's why we do it. But yeah, there you have it. So awesome. thank you again to everybody. P, thank you. Dave, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having yes, me, guys. Sir. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, right. sounds good. All right, everybody listening, just thank you. Uh, Stay safe and stay humble.